0: Welcome to Earl Stewart on Cars with Earl and Nancy Stewart. Reach them with your questions at 877-960-9960. Here's Earl and Nancy.
1: Good morning, everybody. This is the True Oldie Channel. In case you're new to the True Oldie station and you're just tuning in for a True Oldie, I want to introduce myself and the folks here in the studio um, here at 95.9, True Oldie Channel. First of all, let me say we're not going to sing to you. We're a live radio talk show. We're live. Uh, my name is Earl. I'm a recovering car dealer. Earl Stewart is my full name. And uh, what's a car dealer doing here on the True Oldie channel? For our regulars, please bear with me because we've got a lot of listeners out there that know exactly what I'm doing. But for our newbies that have just tuned in, uh, we're a how-to-do-it show, how-to-buy or lease a car, maintain or repair a car without being ripped off by your car dealer. Uh, We're one of the few folks out there that will actually talk about a problem that's existed for half a century or more. Uh, Car dealers don't treat you right. And uh, I am a car dealer, so I've been there and I've done that. And the reason I call myself a recovering car dealer is because I really did it the wrong way for a long, long time. started the business in 1968, as a matter of fact. And I resorted to all the devices, the uh, bait-and-switch advertising, uh, the deceptive sales practices. Uh, I did it all. In fact, I could have wrote, written a book about how to do it the wrong way, but I wrote a book about how to do it the right way, and it's called Confessions of a Recovering Car Dealer. And I bought it to radio. I brought it to print. I write a blog. I brought it to uh, newspapers. I do a couple of newspaper columns. But this radio show that we've been doing for about 14 years is really the most exciting thing that we do. Uh, It's—I think it's the most informative. It's the freshest, and I think its i hope you will agree—it's interesting. Uh, we're going to do a mystery shopping report. Uh, we visit a car dealership somewhere in South Florida, went all the way to Fort Lauderdale this week, and, uh, we tell you what it was like to pretend to buy a car. We take an advertisement that you see online or newspaper, see on TV, we go into the car dealership, and we say, hey, I want to buy this car for the price that you advertised. And then we take it all through the steps with the sales managers, uh, the business managers, uh, the, uh all the different folks, we typically talk to three or four or five people when we're in a car dealership. And if you bought a car in the past few years, you know what I'm talking about. There are a lot of voices, there are a lot of people that you deal with. It's just not a pleasant experience. So we report this to you in the last half hour of the show. We'll talk about our mystery shopping report. Uh, the rest of the show is all about you. Hopefully you'll call us. Uh, we have... Some exciting news this morning, by the way. We finally got our bandwidth on Comcast expanded, so we're not talking to you just on the radio. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on YouTube. We're on Periscope. And uh, I think I'm, I'm my man in the uh, control room shaking his head. So are we? Oh, Facebook and YouTube. So, anyway, we might get on Periscope and Twitter and the rest of it, but we're definitely on Facebook. So you can just go to Facebook.com, www.facebook.com, forward slash Earl on Cars, and you can stream us live, and live in living color. And you can see all of us sitting here in the studio. I am not alone. That would be very boring if I were alone, but I'm not. Uh, I'll briefly introduce the folks here so you know what you can look forward to. To my right. It's a man named Rick Kearney, been in the car business, in the mechanical side, and I'll explain that term in a minute, for uh, approximately a quarter century. And uh, Rick uh, used to be a mechanic. He's not a mechanic anymore. He's not even an auto technician anymore. He's an auto computer scientist. So for all you folks out there that have problems related to Mechanics on a car, computers on cars. Your car just won't run right. Am I paying too much to get my car serviced? Is a car dealer being fair with me, or is my independent mechanic being fair with me? Any question you have about any make or model car, I don't care what you drive—Ferrari, uh, Chevrolet, Honda, Toyota, uh, whatever it is—call Rick if you have any kind of a question or comments, suggestions. And to Rick's right is nancy stewart she's the prettiest one in the studio and arguably maybe the smartest one in the studio and she's a female advocate is also uh, my wife and uh, she uh knows a whole lot about how to buy or lease a car she leans toward the female advocacy side because women in this hashtag me Too era and most of you know what i'm talking about um uh, On the uh, Hashtag Me Too era, there's an awareness that has come to uh, the women of the world, really, especially in America, that things are not always uh, done fairly when it comes to the opposite sex. The opposite sex means the the women, and uh, women are often treated unfairly. So Nancy will address that issue. And uh, I'm going to let Nancy personally tell you about a special offer we have for the females in the audience.
2: Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. I have $50 for the first two new lady callers. Ka-ching. Whether you have a question, whether you have a suggestion, as Earl just said, ching, ching, ching. This time of year, well, you can use $50. So give us a call. That number is 877-960-9960. And for you texters out there, You can text us at 772-497-6530. Thank you, Nancy. Now back to the recovering car dealer. Thank
1: you very much. Why do we give $50 to the first new female caller? Because we're trying to build an audience. By the way, Nancy has been very successful in that. When we first started on the air many years ago, virtually all of our callers were men. And after a while, we realize this isn't right. Half the world is female. Half the world are women. Half the intelligence. Half the productivity. Half of everything. We need to hear from the women in the audience. And we have built ourselves a very, very good female representation. You'll see later in the show. We do have women call. But if uh, you haven't called the show, here's an opportunity. $50 cold cash. No conditions. No strings. Nobody's going to try to sell you anything. If you just call... 877-960-9960, 877-960-9960, and you haven't called the show before and you're female, then you get the 50 bucks. And then to Nancy's right, right across the table, actually, from Nancy, is my son, Stu Stewart. He's also Earl Stewart the third, but Good morning. we call him Stu. And, uh, Stu, uh, you, you tell us what you do. I'm, I'm tired of talking. Well,
0: I'm trying to keep us connected uh, through the interwebs. mm otherwise known as the Internet. Um, We're trying to get our Facebook Live video going. Uh, We have our text number. We're on all social media platforms. And uh, we want to give you another uh, option other than just listening to the radio in your car. So if you're at home or you're walking around with your iPhone or your Android device, you can watch us live whenever we have sufficient bandwidth up here. But we don't have that this morning, but we're working (laughs) on it. We we can
1: hold up things you can see and – you know, when we got stuff like that, will hold up. So, yeah, There's video's, better. Well, video's yeah. the name of the game.
0: The good news is we're doing a lot of uh, recording of the video, and these are all going up on the Erlang Cars uh, YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. So you can catch, like, the best of the best. So we got Jonathan in the control room, and he kind of, like, filters out all the uh, extraneous stuff, whittles it down to the pure essence of Erlang Cars and puts it on YouTube. Fair and enough. then, if you miss the show, you go on to uh, SoundCloud or the... Uh, The iPhone uh, podcast app Or Mm -hmm. pretty much any place You can find a podcast Uh, You can find the whole shows We have a whole archive Of every show uh, We've ever done For the last couple of years
2: Exactly Fantastic I like that word you used Whittle Whittle I have not whittled in years I used to do that in Pittsburgh
0: You do a lot more pairing Hmm? pairing instead of whittling
2: uh no i used to do the okay. anyway
0: <laughs> well these days i do more pairing. So.
2: <laughs> exactly uh we're gonna go to nick who is calling us from cambridge
1: wow hello yeah. nick in cambridge massachusetts
2: how you doing nick
3: hi good morning how are you all doing down great in it's great
2: right. to hear from
3: you thank you i've been listening and you know watching on youtube for some time I have a question on doing a lease through Toyota Financial Services. I've leased a couple of Toyota vehicles, and my most recent shopping experience I've had some pushback from dealers doing the multiple security deposit program, which I believe doesn't get that much you know use or attention, but it saved me quite a bit of money on on several leases that I've done. Why would a dealer be hesitant to doing it? Is there any implications for them on, you know, losing the back-end gross? Is it something that it's a lot more administrative burden for them? Why would a dealer be hesitant to structuring the deal as as the customer would like for an official program that Toyota Financial offers?
0: uh, Well, Nick, um, a lot of times the whole security deposit requirement is dictated by the lender. So it looks like Toyota Financial Services has that option available for their customers. Uh, down here in the southeastern United States, we don't get to deal with uh, Toyota Financial Services. We use uh, our distributor's financing arm. It's called Southeast Toyota Finance. Um, and generally speaking, they don't involve a security deposit on their leases for people with uh, with better credit. When you get down to the lower tiers on credit scores, th- they will require one. But yeah, it does. Um, it reduces the risk to the uh, to the lender. And so they can pass on that that benefit to the uh, to the person leasing the car.
1: Nick, this is yeah. law. Could you tell us what the uh, you said it actually is advantageous uh, to the lessor? And because we're not familiar with it, and you are, what is the advantage to the lessor? Well, they lower the rate. Okay, so so you know, it- go, go ahead.
3: In my particular case, I I have a, I believe Tier One Plus credit. You know, I've never had any credit problems or you know difficulties to that, unfortunately. But the last time that I leased a Corolla, the payment was zero down. I was able to get down from 180 to 160 mm-hmm. by getting the money factor you know reduced. It, it wasn't. I think it, the money factor was a net. Two and a half percent, I want to say, but by doing putting down fifteen hundred dollars, which I'm going to get back at the end,
4: mm-hmm.
3: I was able to save twenty dollars a month, so wow. you know seven hundred twenty dollars over the thirty-six month term. Wow. which you know is is a pretty good re- you know return, so to speak, mm-hmm. if you you know keep your car in good condition and you know know that in all likelihood you're going to bring it back. Um, you no, know good in, in good condition and get the money refunded, but this most recent time with some dealers in the Boston area i 've had some resistance to mm-hmm. doing it, and i 'm wondering if it 's something in the New England region, or if again the dealers ships in this era of rising rates or you know there's maybe more gross or more spread between doing it with the with the buy rate and you know what um, what toyota financial is is doing for leases right now.
0: Hey, yeah, hey Nick, this is Stu. I, I really don't think it's a, it's a dealer choice in that matter. I mean, I could be wrong. It just sounds like a program that that uh, TFS, Toyota Financial Services, um, is, they dictate that. So I, I I can't see either how it would impact the dealer, as, you know, as far as like security deposits because that's just money that they hold and you get back at the end of the lease.
3: Okay, well, hey, thank you very much. I really have uh, learned a lot from this program and appreciate, uh, you know, you getting out here and educating the car-buying public.
1: Well, thanks for listening. It's exciting to to know that we have people out of state, and uh, we started out just being a local South Florida show, and we're really happy to know that you're streaming us in Massachusetts and um, appreciate the call. Love to hear from you again
3: sometime. Thank you. You all have a great holiday season. Oh, thank you.
2: Same to you. Oh, how nice. That's pretty exciting, huh? That is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Give that us a is. call toll-free at 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530.
1: Just an interesting aside, because this brought the subject up, <coughs> um, The uh, some manufacturers, uh, Toyota being one of them, uh, has the manufacturer distribution directly from the manufacturer to uh, the dealers, and then you have uh, independent distributors. In case of uh, Toyota, they have an independent distributor in the southeast United States called, intuitively, Southeast Toyota. So the five southeastern states, Florida, Georgia, North Carolina, Alabama, and who would I leave out, uh, five southeastern states, uh, they are dealing directly with the independent distributor, the independent distributor, Southeast Toyota deals directly with Toyota. And, uh, it, it, makes for some interesting situations. You just heard one of them because Southeast Toyota has their own finance company. It's called Southeast Toyota finance. And you heard Stu talking about, and you heard Nick from Cambridge, Massachusetts talking about Toyota financial services, which deals directly with Toyota. So, uh, Toyota is not the only dealership or the only distributorship, but there are not as many as there used to be years ago. There used to be a lot of similar things. Most of the manufacturers deal directly, but uh, just uh, for your information. That's uh, the reason I, I, I spread that information out to you. Um, I'm going to mention one more thing here. and Again, please call 877-960-9960 and please text us at area code 772 772- Four nine seven six five three zero. I haven't given that number out because sometimes we tend to get more postings. So if you're following us on Facebook or YouTube, uh, we'd love to hear from you. If you want to post uh, to us on Facebook, we treat that just like a text. Questions, anything you want to ask, we'll get back to you. And the text number, if you just want to text us directly, is area code 772 497 and we love the old-fashioned phone calls. Uh, we really like to have the first-time female callers call in. And as I say, $50 cash if you're a female and you haven't called the show before. For those may, uh, this may be new to, and for those that may even feel that uh, it's not such a bad deal buying a car, what are you talking about? I have to bring out my evidence. And my evidence is a Gallup annual poll on honesty and ethics and professions been conducted every year by the Gallup organization on uh, 1977 to 2018 and they asked this question of all the professions which you consider the most honest and ethical Gallup annual poll honesty and ethics and professions car dealerships fail they fail they're at the bottom they're either dead last or next to last 2017 the last complete survey, car dealers were next to last. They were just above congressmen. For those so, of
2: you that are streaming us, I'm holding that gallop poll up. Yeah. It's uh, for real. Earl is speaking the truth. Yeah.
1: So that's why we're here, folks. We're here because Sad but true. We, we know most Americans, and we have it on good authority, that most people worldwide. I used to think it was an American phenomenon. Then I started talking to dealers and and people that dealt with dealers and europe and asia and it's just just something about the car business uh it might have something to do with the trade-in back in the day the trade-in became a haggle hassle thing because who knows what a used car is worth and i think that may have contributed to the whole phenomenon but whatever happened it has degenerated into really a bad bad experience uh for most people that's the reason we're here and uh we love to hear from you Uh, live talk radio you can say anything you want Uh, You can agree with us. You can disagree with us. Mm -hmm. And uh, before I forget, I usually forget to tell you about an anonymous uh, link that we have on the the web. You can go to youranonymousfeedback.com, www.youranonymousfeedback.com, and you can say anything you want. We don't know who you are. (coughs) Say anything you want. Take advantage of that, folks. We we love transparency, Mm -hmm. and if there's something about the show, you don't like, or maybe something about a dealership that you just prefer not to be directly involved with, anything that you have to say to us, you can reach us. Uh, constructive criticism, or for that matter, unconstructive criticism. Anything at all. Just whatever you have to say. Your anonymous feedback. Fawning admiration. Fawning admiration. Right. We okay. accept that readily.
2: Thank you, John. Uh, we're going to go to our first female caller, and her name is Ada, and she's from West Palm Beach. Good. to... Good morning, Ada. Welcome. Good morning.
5: Good morning. Thank you.
2: You've won, you've won uh, yourself my- $50, Ada, so thank you for calling. Oh, and for, thank you. And thank you for being the first uh, female caller. You stay on the line when we're finished and uh, get that information to John in the control room, and I'll get that check out to you. What can we okay. do for you this morning?
5: I have a Toyota Highlander, and it's it's been... A while now, the highlight covers are all not shiny anymore. How can I shine them back up? Yeah. I read somewhere to use toothpaste. I did that in an area. It didn't shine it back up. And they're very. Not, not you know, they're not. They're, they're all okay. cloudy.
6: Yep. Yeah, Rick's smiling. He knows exactly <laughs> how to fix that. Un- unfortunately, that's a. Uh, uh, It's a a common thing on all cars nowadays. They've all gone to that Mm. polymer plastic headlight, and the Florida sunshine just eats them up and fogs them right out. And unfortunately, Mm. the only real fix for it is they make products that you can use that will scrub it back clean again, but it takes a lot of work. It's a lot of elbow Mm. grease. Uh, my recommendation, look around at some of the different dealerships and car repair places. Quite often they'll be able to do that for you for a very reasonable cost because it does take a lot of elbow grease, basically, to get those scrubbed back clean, and then it'll last a couple years, and they'll look pretty good for several years for you. Oh,
5: that's good. Now, <coughs> um, you said there's something I could use. What What would that be? And
6: what's a reasonable cost? They've got kits at very reasonable costs, don't they, Rick? They do, as a matter of fact. Um, places like Pep Boys and that, uh, there's 3M is one company that makes a very good product for cleaning up your headlights. And they're available at just about any good auto parts store, Pep Boys, mm. uh, uh, AutoZone, Discount Auto Parts. So,
1: What do they cost?
6: uh they're usually ranging i think around 30 to 40 dollars and yeah. it's enough to do two or three cars usually the only issue like mm-hmm. i say is a you do want to practice with them a little bit you know try it on a small spot to get used to the idea of what you've got to do and just follow the instructions carefully and be prepared it's going to take a little bit of elbow grease but you can make them look really good yourself you know find a nice shady spot to work in and just uh buckle right down and Scrub them clean and use that product, like they say. Can you get a
0: toothbrush and some like uh,
6: Crest toothpaste and just brush them? No, unfortunately, that the, the old Microfiber. toothpaste thing, yeah, that don't work at all. Is that a myth? It is. It's okay. a it's a very good urban legend. Um, okay. I also recommend, however, check YouTube, and you'll find a lot of videos on there where they will mm-hmm. demonstrate how to use those products, and they'll tell you what some of the better ones are. Uh, I know 3M for sure makes a very good product, and it works really, really well. well yeah. that's
5: good to know. Thank you. Well, You're thank welcome. you
1: very much for um, the call, Ada. You want to stay on the line because we're going to get your contact information, and uh, you can give that to our guy in the control studio here. Get you a check out in the mill for 50 bucks.
2: Yep. Ada, oh, thanks so much. Spread the word, and uh, have a great day, and enjoy your $50. Give us a call again, please. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that number is 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. Don't forget that mystery shopping report is coming up from greco That's down in Fort Lauderdale. It's a doozy. We're going to go straight to Claire, who's calling from Green Acres. Good morning, Claire.
5: Good morning. I called a couple weeks ago with an issue of a check engine light, and I just wanted to give you a follow-up. Um, my uh, my husband uh, was able to change the gas cap, got a new one, and then he Googled the process of how to get the check engine light um, off, and that was a matter of taking a battery cable off and... and disconnecting it and then reconnecting it. Mm-hmm. And I just want to let you know that it works.
6: Yep. On a lot of older cars, you can pull that battery cable off, and it'll clear the light out. However, on some cars, it won't actually let you do that. But in that case, if you're pretty comfortable that replacing the gas cap solved it, try just ignoring that light for about a week or two, because usually the way they're programmed is after about 40 times of starting the engine... If the computer doesn't see that same issue coming up, it will clear that light out by itself, turn it off, and a short time later, it'll even erase it from its memory. Or you can just start the car 40 times. Well, but you got to let it run for a few minutes each time. So Claire, that this could is take a, a little while, but it, it, yes, that will work too.
2: Yeah, definitely. Claire, that's amazing. The two of you, you and your husband, congratulations for figuring this out, and thank you so much for giving us a call back and following up. On your last well, call,
5: because I was able to do that because you 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 guys gave me that advice so I appreciate that. We
2: appreciate you listening. You have yourself thank you. A, you have yourself a great weekend and uh, give us a call again 877 960 eight seven seven nine six zero nine. Is Clara a first time caller? Uh, no, Claire called a couple of oh, weeks okay, ago right, about yeah, the yeah, problem, yeah. <clears throat> and she was just following up. Uh, the text number is seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero. Now back to the recovering car dealer.
4: I just got uh, a signal from do. Stu
1: that we are streaming on Facebook. We are
0: live on Facebook. Live on Facebook. I'm getting reports yeah. that the volume's a little low, but they can hear it if they turn the volume up. Ah, okay. So we're here,
1: and Great. so uh, so this big bandwidth we thought we had doesn't exist, and uh, not this morning. Yeah, not this morning. <laughs> no. It's amazing uh, with the high-tech opportunities that we have that we're not able to avail ourselves of them uh, here on the True Oldies Channel. It's it's uh, maybe a little bit too modern, <laughs> but we will we will keep on trying. We're going we to drag them
0: in
2: to the 21st pursue. century. We will
1: Try. We'll drag them in.
2: We won't go defeated.
1: <clears throat> you know, it's one of these. I think I experienced this, and you probably experienced this personally. In this high-tech society we live in, you often get caught in the middle between people. uh, And Comcast will blame uh, AT&T, and AT&T will blame the radio station. The radio station will blame somebody else. And high-tech is hard to deal with. But we know that it is possible for us to have, you know, 50 megabytes or 100 megabytes or 150 megabytes of uh, bandwidth. And we could be streaming everybody. And uh, we'd love to be communicating because it's very inexpensive and the cost of uh, the extra bandwidth at Comcast is very small. But we haven't been able to master that. Facebook is working, though. Yes. And you can go to facebook.com forward slash Erlon cars. We know
2: all about that technology and sometimes the failure of it. Alexa, right now, in our home, ladies and gentlemen, is on timeout.
0: Exactly. Well, I got good news. I'm getting reports coming in from our live Facebook feed that the volume is at normal levels now, huh. and the video is clear. Hi, everybody. Wave for the cameras. Hi. Hello. Hi. All right. We're back. We're <laughs> cooking with gas. Okay.
1: And for you old-fashioned people, I say old-fashioned, texting, you know, texting wasn't old-fashioned uh, a year ago or two years ago, but uh, when it first came to pass... Uh, Yes. It was.
2: Thanks, everybody, for your patience. We really appreciate you tuning in. Uh, Saturday morning at this time of the year, we know you've got plenty to do. Thanks for tuning in, to Earl Stewart on cars. Give us a call toll-free, 877-960-9960, and you know we'll take your text. Stu is waiting, and uh, he is uh, going to uh, take anybody's text. 772 Remember anyone's text. And we're going to go to our favorite caller from Palm City, and that's John. Hi, John. Good
7: morning to everyone. I just want to mention the bad news of the week Corporate America at its worst, and the timing is terrible. General Motors announcing closing five plants and laying off 15,000 workers. By Indeed. the way, they are the largest car manufacturer in Mexico mm. and uh, it's sad because like I say, the timing is not good you know before the holidays but it's corporate America and they're answering to the stockholders and dividends etc etc and I know what it is because years ago I had a job and it was also at holiday time and I was called in and I had a company car even and I won't forget that for the rest of my life just suddenly it happened and it was a large corporation out of Philadelphia and I was devastated But they said they were doing me a favor because I had under a year, and they said next week we have to go to people with 17 and 19 years service. So uh, I've been out to the General Motors um, plant in uh, Clark Street, the Cadillac Assembly Plant, just before they closed that. And I also visited the tech center in Warren, Michigan. And some people, not only that, the plant in uh, Warren will be closed, but some people in the tech center will be losing their jobs. And basically, they're not offered jobs in other places or, or be transferred. And the good news, like people here in Florida, uh, Publix is one of our largest employers. They're closing the Palm Beach Gardens um, Greenwise store, and it was on the news this week.
4: Yes. And
7: everyone in that store will be offered jobs in another Publix location. So there are firms that do look out for their employees. And like I say, timing is everything, mm-hmm. holiday time. But I don't against the protest of General Motors, but I make people think twice. When you buy a General Motors car, these are the people that the government bailed out in the past. Mm-hmm. And um, what happens now is not good. You may be even buying a brand, uh, I wouldn't say Cadillac or maybe Buick, not sh- maybe Chevy, but it may not be around again to the future. So it happened with Oldsmobile and Pontiac, and we just don't know what's going to happen in the future but this is very very bad news for holiday time with people losing jobs
1: yeah, i agree with you. the time was terrible and the unfortunate thing is this is going to be a continuous continuous trend uh the cars just don't sell anymore only the trucks vans and suvs and therefore uh, ford uh, before uh, general motors announced anything they're they're not building cars anymore and uh, all the manufacturers will follow suit they're going to have to uh, and after that the next wave is going to be electric cars and who knows autonomous and maybe uh, ride sharing so the auto industry uh, sadly if you are <coughs> in the auto industry and you're working at a plant uh your future is very much uh, up for grabs it's a it's a sad statement to the uh, increased Technology that we're just dealing with on a daily basis. I was talking about technology on the radio station. Technology is disrupting everybody's life and it's something we're just going to have to deal with.
7: Well, I also want to thank you last week for comparing this with the lettuce scandal that we had on, that everybody knew about it, but everybody doesn't seem to know about this Takata airbag sensor. <laughs> and I speak to so many people all the time, and they seem like shocked. I said, go on a, on these website, safercar.com, and find out if your car could be one of them that's on a recall. And yeah. a lot of people do not know. I mean, they don't listen to your show. Uh, they just, the dealers don't tell them about it, and they try to sell them cars yeah. and lie to them, even as you point out, that there's no recall on it and there's nothing mechanically wrong. So it's, it's sad today that this exists and the public is not aware of it. And there's so many other situations like this. On the news this week yeah. was a blood pressure medicine. They didn't even give the name of it, but I know what it is. It actually causes cancer. Wow. It's called Satan statin, and it's definitely been proven. And it's the manufacturer, some of them that make it, and they have an ingredient in it that actually causes cancer. But yet, you don't hear much about that. You hear about the round top, uh, you know, and ovarian cancer on the uh, talcum powder with the women, and that's because the lawyers are advertising that that they want you to handle a lawsuit. Yeah. So it's it's sad that those things are happening in America, but the worst part about it is the way the government does not interfere with this problem with the Takata airbags. This is absolutely ridiculous, mm-hmm. and it's got to be, you know, brought before the legislature, and they have to do something about it. And That's you right. people are great to point it out. Yeah.
1: Well, you know who doesn't point it out, also, uh, John, and, you know, politicians have always been like that, uh, congressmen, lobbyists. We know that story. It's been that way uh, since the, uh, you know, 1776. I mean, politicians are politicians. But the, the, the group that has really failed us, in my opinion, is the media. And uh, there is a real corruption going on in the media today. And it's not a corruption brought on from immorality. It's corruption brought on by survival. Uh, you got to sell newspapers is the only way. Uh, is an old expression. Of course, newspapers don't sell anymore, but that's the expression. It's all about the advertising and the revenue. So television, radio, newspaper, online. Uh, we talked about Facebook. Now, there's media. And th- look at the corruption going on with Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to make a buck to exist, so survival is the strongest instinct. And the reason that the lettuce got all the press is because it was an easy target. The reason that the Takata airbag did not get any press is because it was a hard target. The hard target meaning you go after the manufacturers and they stop advertising. You go up the car dealers, they stop advertising.
0: Yeah, it's it's strange though because there's an old media axiom: if it bleeds, it leads. And I can't think of anything more dangerous or sensational than what's going on with these Takata airbags. Yeah, And they, they focused on the victims.
1: But the media has been so fragmented. Yeah. There was a time when the newspapers really owned uh, the uh, the media. And then television uh, evolved and they owned
0: the media. In 24 hours, they got to fill it all up with garbage. Exactly.
1: And now we've got fragmented with the uh, social media. And it's very difficult to make a buck. And... Uh, to stay alive, the newspapers, the t- TV stations are pandering yeah. to the stories that can sell the most advertising, and they are ignoring the most dangerous ones because they can't get the support if they go after the auto manufacturers or the car dealers. Right. You add up all the money in big auto with the auto dealers included, mm-hmm. and they are afraid to go after the Takata Airbag. So, John, you're absolutely right. It's a sad statement, but... Uh, I guess we're the one little beacon of light, and we're going to continue to be the beacon of light until we get some results.
7: I agree 100%.
1: Thank you, John.
2: John, you're going to really enjoy the Mystery Shopping Report uh, from uh, Fort Lauderdale. We shop Graco, so I know you tune in and look forward to that. Thanks so much for being part of the show. Give us a call toll-free at 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. I think we're going to go to Stu. He's uh, accumulating some. You're
0: reading my mind again, right? Yes. You knew. All right, yeah, we have some texts <laughs> and some comments that came in. Uh, the first one is uh, uh, same along the lines of what John was talking about. Ask a question for Earl. What's your take on GM eliminating all those models and shutting down domestic plants?
1: Well, you can look at it from two standpoints. Uh, uh, Mary Barris, that's the uh, General Motors president, CEO. Yes. Uh, they say it was a brilliant move. It was a gutsy move. It was something that had to be done. And it goes back to my earlier comments about survival. Uh, can I really get mad at Channel 5 or Channel 12 or Channel 25, or for that matter, CBS, NBC, or ABC nationally, because they're afraid to go after Big Auto? Um uh, yeah, I can get mad, uh, but sure. I understand it. Sure. And uh, this, is what's, this is what Mary Barris has done. She is the CEO of General Motors. Uh, her job is the survival of General Motors, and she is a very smart lady, and she knows that if she continues to build cars, she's going to go out of business. If she goes out of business, all the GM employees will lose their job. So her job is to maintain a viable Productive, profitable corporation. Not just for her. I mean, we know uh, she gets big bonuses, makes a lot of money, but... In order to do that, she has to employ a lot of people to build the cars or the vehicles, I should say. They're not building cars anymore, folks. They're building vehicles, and the vehicles are the trucks, vans, and SUVs, the larger vehicles. And pretty soon, they won't be selling either unless they're hybrids or unless they're electric. And who knows, maybe one day autonomous. So things are changing very, very fast.
2: Very fast. 877-960-9960, and you can text us at 772-497-6530. And remember, youranonymousfeedback.com. Use it. Let us know what we're doing, how we can improve, uh, and any of your ideas you could share with us. We're going to go to Dennis, who's calling from Lake Worth. Good morning, Dennis.
8: Good morning. I have a couple couple little bits of information for the two ladies that called. One, I know you guys have spoken about going to AutoZone before, and they can check your, your uh, things that come on with your engine light. Well, they will also, when they check them, they will clear that light. Yes, they will. So if she doesn't want to wait 40 starts, she can just go buy an AutoZone, and they'll, they'll, they'll look at it and uh, take care of that for her.
1: Well, that's great information, Dennis. And that's free, too, right? They don't charge you for yeah, that. Yeah, it's
8: free. Yeah, no, oh, yeah. They, charge, they tell you what the codes are and you know what you need to fix. and. You can either, even if you don't buy the stuff from them, they don't. I've done it, you know, two or three times, and uh, oh, they're great about it.
0: They're nationwide, Second, too, a I believe. The lady
8: with the headlights, she wants to clear up. If she has access to, like, a drill, a portable drill, or any kind of drill, Meguiaris makes a really nice kit. I have a 2001 Elantra, it's one of my cars, and the, and the headlights still look like I just bought them because every once a year I take that kit. It's got a nice buffing pad that goes on your drill, and oh. they give you the compound, and you, you know, clean it up, and then. They also sell a sealant that you can put over the headlights after you clean them, and it really keeps, keeps them looking great.
1: Dennis, what did, you, what did you pay for that kit?
8: I think I paid $15 for it. Wow.
1: Mm. And, and
8: the sealant was like another $8.
1: What was the and name you know, of you
8: that? Don't, it's, you just... don't use that much of the sealant, so I've had that for, you know, two or three years now. And I also have a have a 2012 Mazda I've used it on a couple times, and the headlights on it still look like they're brand new also. So it's uh if you don't want to use all the elbow grease, like I say, if you have a little drill, any kind of drill, that really does it in a hurry.
1: What's the name? Give us a name again. Could you spell that name for the listeners?
8: Wires, they make all kinds of uh, auto waxes and uh, and uh, sealants for your car. I think it's, uh, let me go look at M-Y-E-R-S, that. M-Y-E-R-S?
6: Yeah. Uh, actually, it's M-
8: McGuire's
1: Oh, McWires. Yep. It's
8: McGuire's. They're a big, you go into Walmart or any auto store and they have all the... Uh, yep. Uh, waxes you. and things that they—they've uh, they've been making them. They make them the best waxes too. It's M E G U I R E S. M E G. Let me
1: see. U I R. U I R. Yes. M E G U I R. Boy, that's great information. For fifteen bucks, uh, uh, keep your headlights clear. Uh, that's a great that's great information. And you could probably yeah, actually
8: I'm sorry I gave you it's M E G U I A R S. I got the E the A <laughs> backwards.
6: So. Uh, very good. Yeah, well, I didn't so realize much. that the McGuire's product was so inexpensive on there, yeah. but I know they make yeah, some great yeah. wax.
8: Yeah, they make great wax. I use that on my cars too and uh like I say a lot of like you know, a lot of a lot of people, turtle wax makes a kit but you have to do it by hand. So when I found found this McGuire's one, it's like a soft, like a uh, lamb's wool pad, and you and you put the cleaner on there, and mm-hmm. it busts it out. It doesn't take long at all. Wow! Mm.
1: And you got a safer car to drive. That's good information. Thanks, Dennis. appreciate yeah, appreciate th- the call very much. Th-
8: thank you
2: for sharing that with us. Uh, okay. Uh,
8: oh, hey, why, if there's an easy way, why not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I hear
4: you.
2: Dennis is very okay. Dennis, thank, thank you. Call us again. 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. Now back to Stu.
0: Yeah, we have some more texts and comments. Um, Steve on Facebook is watching our live video. I just commented on uh, what John was talking about online about GM. He said Ford stopped most of its car production, and GM was sure to follow. So mm-hmm. you're, we're looking at a trend, an uh, in industry trend. You hit the nail on the head, people don't want cars, and and the, and the manufacturers are reacting appropriately even though there is a human there's a human impact to that you know
1: speaking for my own experience i drive a car and i've always driven a car and i just feel comfortable in a car but uh I'm, I'm almost being forced to considering an SUV because of the height factor. And all of you, I know, are experiencing this. You get on the road today, you're surrounded by trucks, vans, and SUVs. If you're riding in a car, it really obstructs your visibility. Absolutely. Uh, directly mm-hmm. in front, of course, yeah. to the rear, to the side. When you're surrounded by large vehicles and you're down low near the road, I feel unsafe in my car now. Yeah. So if this thing is going to happen faster yeah.
0: rather than later. Well, we're watching it um, at our own store. We, yeah. we, are, we do have a car dealership, and we sold uh, our top-selling vehicle forever. was a Camry that has been replaced yeah. with the RAV4, which is an yeah. a, a, a SUV. Yeah. Yeah.
1: One, at one point, Prius was uh, very close to our best-selling yeah. vehicle, and suddenly we're selling an SUV, and we can't get enough of them, and we've got too many Priuses, and it, it just... The price of progress yeah. and uh, you're going to see more layoffs and, uh,
0: and and also with the SUVs I mean they've changed a lot in shape and they used to be these big boxy truck like things and now they're calling them crossovers and they're just a yeah. little bit they're a little bit lower to the ground, but you still have the height. And um, and they drive a lot more like a car than they used to. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: yeah. And and I myself, Stu, I'm reconsidering my request yep. to you and thinking about going into uh, you want, you want a, a crossover. Or can you, you want a good deal? Can, can you make me a deal? I can do it.
6: <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I can set you up with a salesperson on that. <laughs> oh, thanks, Rick.
2: See, the guys are really taking care of me. <clears throat> yeah. I'm the only female in the studio. 877-960-9960. We have uh, one more. Uh, we need one more female caller to win $50, a new female caller. So don't forget about that. And we're going to go back over to Stu because yeah. he has more Texas.
0: Yeah, we have a, an anonymous texter. Um says, why do car makers have to use dealers to sell cars? Can't they sell directly online like Tesla or anything else that we buy today?
1: We'll do a special two-hour show on that. Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, there's nothing that uh, I discuss more uh, with my employees and my sons and my wife, and yeah. it's one of the most frightening things that I encounter as a car dealer. Full transparency, I am an automobile dealer, have been uh, since 1968, and I'm seeing the times that are changing, and I see my future very dubious. I don't know what's going to happen 20 years from now. Car uh, manufacturers will be selling cars directly, and before I get into that, and I'll address that in a minute. Let's take the call from Bob in Lake Park.
2: Okay. Good morning, Bob. Welcome to the show. Good
9: morning. Good morning.
0: Good morning.
9: What we were were discussing a month ago has happened. The owner's manual in the new Mazda CX-3 will now be in digital form. You will no longer get an owner's manual.
0: That's great. Is that right? (laughs) About time.
9: (laughs) Hey, wait! There's, there's more. Listen, there's more. The car now, when you have an issue in the car, mm-hmm. it will it will send you a message and mm-hmm. tell you where to reference the issue in the owner's manual.
1: Very cool. I love it. Nice.
2: Very nice.
1: It's uh, that's, that's- it's, you got to. Bob, are, are you comfortable with that? I don't. I'm not going to ask you how old you are, but <clears throat> there are a lot of people. They just don't deal with it. One of my best friends still has a uh, flip phone. Doesn't text. Uh, does very little email. Doesn't know what Facebook is. Uh, I'm 77. I'll be 78 in a few days. Uh, how do you feel, Bob, about this digital revolution?
9: Well, I'll tell you. You know, I used to have a, a, an 82 Trans Am. Useful Pontiacs, right? Mm-hmm. I did. And they just started to put the computers in, in 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 the cars back in those days. And I used to take, I had a, a three-inch wire that was exposed on both ends, and I would attach it to that little receptor, take the plastic piece off, and the car, the check engine light would, would, would blink. And if it gave me 11 blinks, I had my Chilton's book. You know who Chilton's are. They oh, absolutely.
1: Chilton's book. manual, yeah. Yep.
9: I would go to the children's book, and I'd look up, and I'd see what the problem was. It said, if if that was the code, it was 11 blinks, it it wouldn't give you exactly what the problem was, but it would give you a general area way to look, and then you would have to troubleshoot.
1: 1987? 82. 82. 82. Wow. Boy, I tell you, I didn't know that. Uh, That is really interesting.
6: Actually, Chrysler products used to be, you would put the key in ignition, and cycle the ignition on and off five times, and then the, leave it on, and the light would blink a Morse code telling you what the digital what the code was. That was sophisticated back then. It, it was so simple, and it worked so well. Anybody could pull the code, and then you could look it up in a book to find out what was going on. Wow. Right. Well,
9: the only thing is usually when you look up the code, there were probably maybe 20 different things that you would have to troubleshoot. It wasn't it wasn't that, it wouldn't pinpoint it exactly, yeah. but it would put you it would put you in the general vicinity. Mm-hmm. The other thing I want, the other thing I was, you know, didn't you have a Mazda dealership at one time?
1: Yeah, I had the first Mazda dealership in the eastern United States, August 1970, on South Olive and West Palm Beach.
9: Right, I remember, it was right across the street from your other dealership.
1: Exactly, it? yeah.
9: Yeah, I, I remember that. Why did you, uh, why did you uh, rescind that dealership? Mazda has done a pretty good job of making a nice comeback.
1: Well, yeah, I, um, I I went through the whole revolution with Mazda when they almost went out of business and the rotary engines were blowing up, and uh, I went through all the excitement. Uh, frankly, uh, to make a long story short, I didn't get along with Mazda, the manufacturer, very well. Uh, they were they were you know, we just we just didn't do very well together, and I just didn't like the idea of being a Mazda dealer anymore, and. Uh, I'm I'm still not unhappy that I sold no, the not, Mazda dealership. No, and there
0: were some other issues. There were some location issues, that, yeah, yeah. that we won't get into that up yeah. here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm glad they survived. Ford had a third of them. They own 30% of Mazda uh, uh, yeah. shortly after I came into the Mazda business. But uh, I'm surprised they're still here, to be honest with you. Right. Well,
9: I wanted to talk to you about one of the uh, – before I go, and that's a warranty. So I jump now. Doing something with their warranties, uh, they're extending them out further on their vehicles. So instead of the regular three thirty six on the uh, Chevys and the lower price cars, I think they used to have four fifty on the Cadillac and
4: Buick.
9: Mm-hmm. Now what they are now is they've uh, extended those warranties out longer, and I think that what they're doing is they're adding it to the price of the car anywhere from a thousand to two thousand mm-hmm. dollars. And but they're not; uh, it's not being sold uh, from the Through the dealer, it's actually part of the uh, uh, dealer's deal with the customer. Yeah,
1: I understand. Yeah, warranties have always puzzled me, Bob. Uh, You know, sometimes the best manufacturers have the shortest warranties. Sometimes the the cars that have the lowest quality have the longest warranties. Uh, It's a very complicated mix. Uh, Car dealers would prefer to do what they call customer labor and fix a car that's not under warranty. Uh, the car manufacturers make a huge mon- amount of money selling parts to dealers. So um, it's uh, it's complicated. Uh, I don't even think we know or the manufacturers know why they have the warranty that they have. Clearly, the shorter the warranty, uh, the less expensive it is for them. So, uh, Right i i, I don 't know uh I think Hyundai's got a great warranty now,
0: yeah I think they 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 increased their warranty back during like the big financial crisis when when car sales had collapsed, and they, yeah. they went to a, a really long one
1: well Bob Bye. um very informative, and I appreciate your call very much, and it 's nice to talk to an old timer that uh, knows how to fix 1982 yeah. Pontiac. Well, not
0: only that, it's, it's a coincidence. I was looking at a picture of, an, of a 1982 Trans Am the other day, mm-hmm. and I was looking up your old car that you drove, like yeah. a 1980 Bonneville. Huh. And so these were great cars. I mean, yeah. I love. They were. I mean, I love Trans Am. Was one of my favorite cars. Oh, yeah. Smokey and the Bandit. Well, exactly.
9: That, that got stolen, uh, and it was funny. It was a limited edition. It was a, called the Recaro Trans Am. Wow. And it had had Recaro racing seats. That had the the, the the cloth that they used to put on the seats came from Italy. They only used it for a couple of years, and uh, eventually they caused that swipe. And uh, you know, I, I think it got turned up <laughs> from what I uh, what they used back in those days. But yeah, it was uh, it was a, a wonderful car. It had a lot of issues. I had it for a long time, and but I did enjoy. Uh, I did enjoy it though. It was uh, quite enjoyable.
4: Well, around. it
9: got a lot of. Got a lot of, got a lot of looks because that was the first year when they changed them over. Yeah, eighty two. Of course, and then they made that look, move. Yeah. Uh, that t- there was the night rider.
2: Yes. Yeah. Night nice rider. <laughs> the Hoff. <laughs> I remember that.
0: Hasselhoff.
9: Well, yeah.
1: please call again next week. We would love to talk to you. You're yeah. you're a, you're a very knowledgeable guy, and yeah. I appreciate it if you could call us again next week.
2: Knowledgeable and entertaining. Bye. Stay in touch. 877-960-9960. And uh, for our text number is 772-497-6530. We're going to get back to Stu just as soon as we talk to Howard. And I'm not sure if Cy is with Howard this morning, but uh, he is a regular caller. Good morning, Howard. Good
10: morning, everybody. Good morning. Uh, I hope everything's fine with you. I know uh I, I love the conversation about that uh, trans Yeah. Uh, a friend of mine had one, uh, it, it was nice in its day. Um, okay, so I have a question. Uh, by the way, Sai may call later, uh, he's still doing his homework, oh, thanks okay. to <laughs> Earl and uh, Earl's book. Um, here's my question, it's for Rick. Uh, stop me if I'm incorrect. Uh, the uh, foreign cars, Japanese cars, uh, don't have a hot ignition. Uh, in other words, uh, when the uh, car is off, you can't plug anything in uh, and charge anything up. Is that correct?
6: Uh, most cars have the ignition shuts off the power outlets. Uh, pretty except, much. Uh,
10: yeah, I think except American cars. I think they're, they're, I know it used to be their ignition was hot all the time, that you could charge your cell phone in an American car, even though the car's not running. Um I think that's a fact. I don't know about the late, the late models, but I know, uh, like, uh, five, six years ago, uh, people were able to do that. Now, my question is this. Um, can I have that installed? In other words, uh, tap off a fuse and make, uh, 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 you know, a separate uh, uh, receptacle that I could plug in that's hot all the time. Would that void the warranty? Um,
6: um, it wouldn't technically void your warranty, and it is possible to set up a power outlet that would be powered all the time. Um, the only thing that I caution on that is when you're running something that is drawing off your battery without the engine running, I'd be concerned about the possibility of it draining your battery. That's, that's the only concern that I would have with it. Um, but, yeah, it'd, it'd be pretty straightforward to set something up like that.
10: Okay, so... Uh, uh the only reason why I, I would use something like that is that uh, I'll give you an example. I was running out; my cell phone was running out, and I wasn't in any place near any place that uh, uh, could charge it. And uh, so, the only thing that I could have done is uh, uh, put it in my battery. Now, I, I put it into the ignition uh, that little the receptacle. Yep. However, uh, I also realized that. Uh, I would have to, uh, I have a, a, a 2017 Camry that I, I, I could make it hot by, by touching the uh, ignition switch twice, and it, it would give me a, a it would make the ignition hot, but then the car could could not be shut off. In other words, the engine is not running, but I have the capability of charging the uh, cell phone. Right. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. But how long does that last uh, when, when you do that? Uh, uh, I, I think eventually it shuts off. Is that correct?
6: Uh, actually, no. If you've just turned it on, just you know, turning just the uh, the <laughs> accessory power on, it'll stay on until you turn it off or until your battery dies.
10: I got. I got you. Yeah. That's, that's not a good idea.
6: No, that's not really.
10: No. That's a bad idea.
6: Yeah. <laughs> my my recommendation actually for cell phones and. I, I do this because I, I like to be out wandering around sometimes. I actually carry a little battery backup with me in my computer bag that I'll carry. And it, it's it's set up to where it can charge my cell phone at least three times before I have to recharge that battery backup. Hmm. And it's about the size no, of the phone I, itself.
10: Rick, I had no idea that uh, this, such a thing existed. How oh, the yeah. there. get this?
6: Best Buy, uh, Walmart, Target. Any, any place with an electronic section has these battery backups, and they're great little items. All you do is you plug it into a power source to charge it, you know, initially off of like a USB charging source, and then when your phone battery dies, you just plug it right into this power source, and it will recharge your phone right back up.
10: That's great. Uh, it's, it's tremendous information, Rick. You, you, you're great. I, I appreciate you. Always uh, ahead of the game.
6: He's a, you know uh, I mean?
10: he's
6: a genius. I I just try to keep up on some of the toys that are out there because makes life a little more fun sometimes.
10: Mm. Yeah, I had no idea this thing existed. And now you—that's uh, you know, exactly what I'm going to do today. I go to Walmart and get one of these things. And what? by the way, Cy'll si probably call later. But his problem is, um, and maybe you could um, reflect on this. His problem is at night, he has a problem, uh, not that he's, you know, he's severely uh, handicapped, he's not, but he, he likes a bright light. So he's, he's saying to me he would like a car that has the brights on all the time that dims uh, when you're approaching. I told him there's no such thing. Uh, I may be wrong. I, I thought the, uh, the low beams would be on. And the high beams only come on when uh, uh, necessary. Uh, am I correct?
6: Actually, with the new automatic headlights, now they'll keep it on high beam when they don't detect any cars around you, and switch it to low beam when it detects another car coming up to you.
1: Yeah, if you're out in the woods, you got you got your high beats on all the time. But uh, around town, <laughs> you're probably not going to have that situation. But yeah, you know, right on the new on the new models.
6: Yeah, if, if you're out driving on the highway. Uh, say you're heading up through Florida or something, and you get to where there's no cars ahead of you coming at you or in front of you, it'll leave the high beams on the whole yep. time. Yep. And then when it detects another car, and it, they detect them quite a ways off, it automatically drops it down to low beams so you're not blinding anyone.
10: Okay. How how more effective is the LEDs uh, compared to the uh, the other type of headlight uh uh, are the LEDs much more brighter? Are they, are they cooler? Or Explain the difference between LED headlights and the. Uh, L, the I know I, I, uh, when I bought my 2017 Camry, I had a, the option of getting LEDs or re, the regular. I don't know what you call that. Uh, not halogens. I don't well, know it, what they were.
6: Right. We used to have halogen. Then they went to the high intensity discharge or HID lights. And now it's <clears throat> the LEDs. And the LED lights, the biggest advantage with them is that they last so much longer. The, the lifespan of the bulb is supposed to be almost infinite. And they draw a lot less energy or use less power from the car to, char- to run them. And they are a brighter light and a cleaner, whiter light. So they've got advantages all the way around. Yeah,
1: Howard, the name of the game is LED Now. If you haven't got LEDs in your home, you ought to put them in. They last, as Rick says, a long, long time, long time. Um, 15, 20 years. Yep. Yep. Uh, they, they, they're inexpensive, and they throw a better light. Uh, the old incandescent lights and the old um, previous to LED are obsolete. So you're, you're far better off with yep. LEDs everywhere.
6: And they use a lot less power too.
1: Yeah,
2: absolutely.
10: Everything, everything's
1: better about LED. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
10: How, How why is that, why are they still selling incandescent? Isn't that? I, I thought that was uh, illegal to sell those after no, a certain
11: No, uh, they're, they're
1: still selling because people still buy them. Yep. Yeah. And uh, that's it's sooner or later they'll be uh, won't be selling them because they'll stop buying them. But it's just like anything You could probably buy a buggy whip if you look hard enough. I mean, they don't have. Uh, much of a demand, but it might be. At Walmart, you might be able to find a buggy whip. I don't know.
6: Yeah. Well, no, you got uh, Rosie's Red Barn right out in Wellington there. <laughs> there, you there's, heard there's it right here, folks.
2: Rosie's Red Barn. Yeah. Hey, uh, Howard, thanks so much uh, for uh, tuning uh, in. Thank
10: you, and uh, have well, a good day. And uh, I'll, be talking, so I'll probably call after 9 o'clock.
2: We'll take, okay? you, we'll take his I'll call. Accept. We look forward to it. Have a great All weekend. Right. 877-960-9960. Or you can text us at 772-497-6530. We're going to get back to those texts in just a moment because uh, Alan has been on hold. Thanks for your patience, Alan. Alan's calling from West Palm Beach.
12: Good yeah, hi. Uh, I've been listening to you uh, each week, and uh, I find it very interesting. I have a suggestion. As far as the mechanical stuff, the stuff you just heard, it's uh, good for people who drive. I no longer drive. But the one thing, is sort of an observation and, and maybe a criticism. Mm-hmm. When you have this, uh, 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 you know, uh, mystery shopper and so forth. Mm-hmm. What I don't understand, you're not going to buy the car anyway. You're just trying to describe... Uh, the fact that uh, most dealers are doing something either are not uh, disclosing the Takata airbag yes. or they've got a big uh, dealer's cost and so forth. but uh, And the fact that your dealers are all the way down, that we understand. I mean, if you go to the Middle East, and you, the guy gives you a price, you know you're going to have to bargain. Same mm-hmm. thing with the automobile dealer. Mm-hmm. But why, after you find out that the guy has not disclosed the Takata airbag, mm-hmm. why can't you just confirm, listen, I understand there's a Takata airbag. Uh, why, I would like to buy the car, mm-hmm. but I don't want to have it fixed first. You know, uh, that's, a, that's an interesting or, question. Or the other one is, when he has the dealer's price, 1000 whatever. 2000 say, wait a minute now. This is not something that really is. Uh, part of the price that the dealer or the manufacturer, this is something you're adding on. And I'd buy the car, but you've got to give me a break on this to dealer's cost. In other words, confronting them, you know that they're going to be like an automobile, like they're talking about the years that this is the way they, they all operated. But why not confront them? You've got to take some responsibility. You know what they're going to say. But how about what you're going to say in confronting them and giving them an opportunity to answer?
1: Alan, your point about the Takata airbag is very interesting, and I like it, and we will try that um, on our next mystery shop. Just just tell them face-to-face. I think maybe we even go a little further and say, you know, we're mystery shopping you here, and we're so-and-so, and we'd like to talk to somebody in authority here. Why would you advertise a car with a dangerous recall? And uh, you, why would you advertise a call with a dangerous recall that cannot be fixed, and why would you say the car is safe because I asked you twice or three times you said the car was safe and then just hear what they say that that would be extremely interesting
12: You're yeah saying, that's, that's what I'm suggesting because yeah. I've been listening and I'm waiting for you to say something. Yeah. And 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 you just oh we gotcha
1: we'll so do it's like we're gonna gotcha do the
12: moment <laughs> you caught him again
1: we're gonna do that but the second part of your suggestion we uh, we have actually done that with uh, dealer fees and we talk to the uh, salespeople and we say I'm not going to pay that dealer fee that's just profit to you uh, you didn't have it in the advertised price why did you do it and Alan they lie to you they say. Um, and I don't know if they lie on purpose, if they have been misinformed, by their supervisor or up the su- maybe the dealer. We don't know where the misinformation came from, but they will say things like, "We are required by law to charge a dealer fee. All car dealers charge a dealer fee." They'll also say that if we don't charge you a dealer fee. We would have to. We could be sued because everybody uh, else that we charge the dealer fee would come back and sue us. Uh, they make up some of the damnedest things to justify this dealer fee, and it's so entrenched in the culture of car dealers. I think they really think it's okay. Yeah. So. Uh,
0: <laughs> and the other the other thing um, when when we, when we do these mystery shops, we try to. Um, by being anonymous, by not letting them know that we're shopping them, they're going to behave the way they normally do with a regular customer. Um, so, But we do confront them. And we've yeah. even done that on Takata. We've yeah. called them out. It's kind I, but
1: I like what Alice said. It's kind of like a, remember the old Mike Wallace? He would go in at undercover. At the very end. Sure. Yeah, at the very end, he'd say, yeah. and the cameras would come out right. and watch mm-hmm. the, it was a shame we don't have cameras, but you just expose. You're on TV. You're on a mystery shop. This is what we're doing. Now explain to us. Why did you lie to us yeah. about this Takata airbag? Yeah. And, and then report what they say? Yeah, gets a little idea. dangerous. It does. but we will have to do. ask Agent X if well, he's willing to risk yeah. his life. We're kind of doing that
0: in the studio, though. So that's uh, yeah. you know we know they're listening. <laughs> By the way, we know they're listening. Yeah. we've got definitely uh, yeah.
2: know they're
4: listening.
1: Great, great uh, idea, Alan. And we're going to try the first part. We're going to talk. We'll do the Takata airbag thing, and we'll do that next week. And so tune in.
12: Yeah, just only suggestion. Don't confront them with, with uh, your lying. Just I think you maybe uh, uh, forgot something, or maybe uh, you you know you didn't you didn't see the uh, the list of all of yeah. things that are on the uh, yeah. whatever the, the
1: you give them a chance to weasel before. out of it. Yeah, okay. I like okay, that. Okay,
12: great. Thanks Thank for the so
1: suggestion, Ellen. Thank you, Ellen.
2: Keep listening. Uh, we're going to go to Beverly, and she's a first-time female caller from West Palm Beach. Welcome to the show, Beverly.
5: Thank you very much, and I do want to say good morning to everyone.
2: Good morning, Beverly. Before we go on, you won yourself $50. Stay on the line and give uh, John in our control room your information, and I'll get that check out to you. What can we do for you this morning?
5: Well, I have to purchase four new tires, and I am a senior citizen and do not want to be taken advantage of. Our tire dealers is crooked as automobile dealers and have to be careful. Think Rick can take care of that
2: for well, us. Well,
1: I, I think on the on the commercial side, I think uh, let me address it. Uh, Beverly, new tires uh, are sold about like new cars, with a lot of extra fees, and you want to get an out the door price on your tires, just like you get an out the door price when you buy a car. But the the game that is played with tire dealers, including new car dealerships, and uh, you know. Uh, what's the big tire dealer? Uh, Tire Kingdom. Tire Uh, Kingdom, yeah. When you go in there, in addition to the price of the tires, they charge you for uh, they have road hazard insurance, they have mounting and balancing fees. I know I'm leaving things out. We we shopped Tire Kingdom a couple years ago, and there were multiple, multiple fees added on. So, you want to uh, pick the tire that you want to buy. Uh, you can go to Consumer Reports and decide the best tire for you, and then you can shop that price like you would shop a car. And be sure you get on the phone before you go in, what, will, what, is, what do I have to write a checkout for or give you my credit card? What's the full amount of those tires after you put them on my car?
5: Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, they'll they'll and get your I,
5: I was wondering if you could recommend a good tire dealer in your area because I do live in the West Palm Beach area, and I maybe you know one that I could go that would not have to be worried about it.
1: I I don't have anything that comes to mind. Uh, it's car tire dealers are a little bit like car dealers. It's a culture, uh, and everybody does it this way. Uh, it's just not fair. I mean, you walk into the Publix and buy a loaf of bread. They don't hit you with a bread fee or a Publix fee. Uh, they don't charge you for bread insurance. I mean, uh and it's just the culture of tire dealers, very similar to car dealers, and they all do it that way. I don't know of a of a uh, tire dealer, Firestone, Goodyear, uh, uh, Tire Kingdom. Uh, Rick, do you know a tire dealer that's fair?
6: Um. Costco. Probably, I was <clears throat> just about to say, probably the best one I would recommend is Costco, if you're a member. I'm
1: so sorry. I should have said that. Yeah, that's your favorite Costco. store, yeah. and
0: I can't claim credit for that. That came from Steve watching our video on Facebook. He says, the only place yeah. to buy tires is Costco. Then somebody else chimed in. Uh, oh, actually, Steve chimed in again. BJ's, too.
1: Well, I almost dropped the ball there, Beverly. Costco for sure. I don't know. You're in West Palm, so you're near a Costco. Uh, If you live in northern uh, north of here, up in Martin and St. Lucie County, they don't have a Costco up yet, but there will be a Costco coming in. Mm -hmm. And uh, Costco prices on tires are so good that I—that's where I'd buy a tire if I didn't sell tires myself. I mean, the tires are extremely reasonable.
2: And uh, let me chime in here. Uh, Beverly, uh, you can't go wrong with Consumer Report and uh, checking out uh, what they recommend and all the testing that they do on these tires. It's uh, a surefire way of purchasing the set of tires that you need for your vehicle. So
5: go to Consumer Report. I. I will check all of that out because it does sound serious. Okay, we're um, we not one, knowing one exactly little, where is the best place to One go. little added footnote. Thank you for your time.
1: And I'll just talk sure. to you. Yeah, thank you very much. You're welcome. And before we go to Rod, I just want to mention on Costco, they do something interesting. I just with tires, they they give you free nitrogen when you buy your tires, and uh, everybody. Does. <clears throat> well, a lot of dealers charge for it. <laughs> uh, it's, it's one of those little things. There's nobody perfect. I think Costco should not do this, but it's free, and they will give you a refill of nitrogen when you come back in, and the motive to that is to have you come back in so you'll buy something else at Costco. Now, it's something Costco does that I'm not crazy about, but in view of the rest of the industry, it's such a minor factor, I don't hold it against them. And it's free. It's free, exactly. just takes your time, that's all. They
2: they love uh, moving their uh, inventory around because that gets you to uh, purchase... Even more, so give us a call toll free. We're going to get back to Stu in a couple of minutes. We still have more callers. eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty or you can text us at seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero. We want to welcome you to the show, Rod. Good morning.
11: Good morning. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, with the with the TV shows that you're talking about, you've got a group of let's say five or seven people with the camera crew, all this. With Agent X, you've got one. Yep. Now, yep. what if, what if with today's news and everything that's going on out there, what if Agent X uh, gets, you know, does the confrontation, all of a sudden Agent X goes out and two or four of the tires are slashed or something like this. <laughs> you know, nobody knows how it happened. Nobody this, nobody that. That's The... True. the the arrow of surprise is w- is what you've got. Mm-hmm. My suggestion: keep it. Your agent X, you're going to put him into put him or her into jeopardy. Yeah,
1: Right, you're right. And uh, we think about it, and uh, we talk about it. Uh, agent X is a remarkable person. Yeah. <clears throat> and he's he is,
0: he's highly trained uh, in yeah. defense, combat techniques. So we're covered there. But
1: mm-hmm. uh, he's very good, and we have had. Uh, almost physical confrontation. We had one instance in Fort Lauderdale where uh, he was trying to get the vehicle buyer's order a copy of it, and since then we've resorted to taking pictures of it. But he was trying to get the vehicle buyer's order, and the sales manager uh, in a very aggressive manner confronted him and
0: snatched it out yes, of his hand. Stood over him. Stood over yep. him. In a very aggressive manner. Adrenaline began to pump. Yeah, it was not, yeah, it was a little, wasn't cool.
2: He handles himself pretty well. He's very seasoned.
0: Yeah.
1: So, uh, we we have, as a matter of fact, Agent X, uh, we would like to be able to use different uh, shoppers. We've talked often times about having female shoppers. Uh, We've talked about having uh, elderly shoppers and very young shoppers. We want a cross section of the different types of people. But to find someone with the stamina, courage, and knowledge of Agent
0: X is very difficult, and he yes. is. And the chutzpah. you got to have. Uh, you have to I have might, like yeah, some bravery.
11: I, I might check with you on becoming an Agent X if you if you want and desire.
1: Well, uh, yeah. we're looking for we're looking for good agents all the time, and uh, we would love to hear from you. You can contact us directly off the air, yeah. or if you
0: give John your contact information, Give John
1: your contact we'll, we'll, information. We'll, we'll talk and we would love to talk to you. Uh, it sounds to me like you've got a good grasp and understanding. You're watching the show. You understand the Mystery Shopping Report. And so, Rod, if you uh, would love to come aboard, we'd love to have you. Uh, we we reimburse you. We pay. We'll give you the details. We pay uh, Agent X for his shops, uh, not nearly as much as he should pay for risking his life, but uh, we pay him what we think is a fair amount. But he does get the He's free vest. <laughs>
2: he gets the bulletproof for us, very so. yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, Rod. Yeah, thank okay. you very much. I appreciate that.
11: Yeah, now uh, maybe, maybe perhaps uh, you just step it up a bit to where uh, you do some follow up follow up information uh, personally or whatever with the uh, with the with the person that you the, the dealer that you dealt with let them know that that they were mystery shopped, mm. and uh, and you know please uh, please take care of this Takata bag problem.
1: Yeah, another great suggestion, and I've said it on the air, and I have, and more often than not, dropped the ball there. Uh, the dealers that we shop uh, know what we do, and we hear about that through third parties all the time. Uh, we
0: uh, we've been caught.
1: I think I think one of the problems is, yes, we have been caught. They've recognized our shoppers and thrown us out of the store, not physically, but say, uh, we know that Close you work it. for Earl Stewart, and we will not talk to you. Get out of here. Um, I think the dealers themselves, the general managers and the owners, they're trying to maintain deniability. And if they talk to me directly, then there goes their deniability. Um, we're saying some things that are pretty... Uh, you know pretty serious we're we're accusing dealers of doing things that are illegal dishonest of course uh, uh unethical immoral all the time and the fact that they don't sue us is proof of that and we've been doing it for fourteen years so for me to you talk got it yeah the dealers don't want to talk to me because they lose their deniability well it's it's,
11: it's- you know the old the old saying. Um, ever since ever since the, the, the first of times with with mankind, uh, <laughs> there's been greed, and and people want to put food on the table, but uh, they don't want to put just food on the table. They want they want a gold plated table. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, Ron, I love your attitude. I love your outlook, and uh, you sound like a man that wants to do something about this situation with the. Uh, car dealers taking advantage of people, and we'd love to talk. you leave your contact information, and we can call you, and we'll get together and maybe see if we can't do some work together. Love to have another Agent I'll see X. We'll you. I'll stay on the line. Okay, thanks, Rod. Thanks, Rod. Give
2: us a call That's again. great. Uh, remember youranonymousfeedback.com. Youranonymousfeedback.com. Voice your opinion. We're going to go back to Stu. He's got a lot of texts to yeah. share with us. I,
0: and I'm I'm really glad that vo- that Rod volunteered because it is getting tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, because have you, have you, if our listeners might have noticed that our mystery shopping reports are getting farther and farther away from our mm-hmm. studios, yeah. <laughs> and, and and that's a necessity mm-hmm. because Agent X is uh, well, he's, he's Pretty well-known around pretty town. Well, well we've yeah.
1: thought about disguise, but that, th- that raises it to another level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh,
0: yeah we, uh, but I think uh, volunteers from our listeners, Rod, you know, if we put something together yeah. with them, that would be great. Anyone
1: out there that would like to apply for a job as a mystery shopper, uh, we would we, we, we have to tell you, we'll have to be fair and tell you right now, it takes a special type of person. So don't be unhappy or disappointed if we turn you down. Yeah, we're very and selective. we have tried mystery shoppers that just fell apart. And it's it, it's tough.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, and you're not kidding, literally. Yeah. yeah. It, it, the stress was too great. Yeah. All right, so on our comments and texts, we have, uh, well, going back to our conversation, we were talking about the visibility that you get when you're driving in an SUV. Um, our friend Steve on Facebook has a humorous comment talking to you. He says, once in a while, while I take my 944 for a ride, I have a hard time seeing over your Lexus. <laughs> so, you know, it's all relative, you know. You've little cars, you've got medium-sized cars and big cars. So that's pretty funny.
1: Well, I, say, I find myself, you know, moving out of my lane sometimes to see who uh, in front of me. You pull up to a stoplight and you've got a left turn signal or oh, yeah. something you're trying to look for. You can't see. You don't know, have the lights changed. So that's not right for me to have to pull out no, of the lane. no. no. And uh, it's dangerous.
2: That's why you put me on the hood yeah. recently. That's exactly. True. You're I, the, the uh, new hood
0: owner. Hood <laughs> <ornament. laughs> you I know, am. the cars in the future are going to communicate with each other. Yeah. So maybe you'll mm-hmm. see their camera view. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. Hey,
2: Beverly, if you're still listening, uh, I have the buying guide for 2019 from Consumer Report. Let me tell you, the information that I just found about tires, you're going to love it. So pick up that Consumer Report, The Buying Guide for 2019, and they break it all down for you. It's not uh, complicated. Very simple. Okay, back to Stu. Uh,
0: We have another funny one. I was listening when John from Palm City was talking. He says, John reminded me, I loved your Caesar salad analogy last week. Uh, Rick and Pembroke Pines. (laughs) Um, Okay, here we have another one. This is from Sal in Hialeah. And Sal says... I don't trust all of these high-tech safety things. You can't rely on a machine or a computer to do what man can do better. Beeps and buzzes will never replace eyes and ears. <clears throat> Salon <and> <clears throat> well, I will take can, it away.
1: I can second that, and yeah. I'll, I'll criticize my own detail department at uh, my car dealership. When I have my car... Washed, sometimes they push the switch that uh, turns off the proximity indicator or the lane indicator. you got switches that can turn all these safety devices off. Mm -hmm. So if you take your car to a car wash or a detail place and someone's not careful and they're wiping off your dash, they turn something (coughs) off that you've come to rely on. I told Nancy the other day we have some construction going on in our neighborhood, and I backed out of the driveway the other day, and I almost got hit. Had some trucks on both sides. My proximity indicator, uh, actually, it was my automatic braking indicator. Uh, stopped my car, and when I st- actually, st- I wonder what That's the hell's amazing. going on. I'm backing out of the driveway. Yep. My car stopped, there you and go. this big truck went whizzing by. Yep. If it hadn't stopped my car, I'd have been toast. Oh, yeah. I'd have been t-boned.
0: What a story. <laughs> that would have been yeah, would pretty bad. What a story. Um, and I will disagree a little bit with Sal, just saying you can't never computers will eventually rep- will replace us. Uh, they are faster, they are smarter and they can do things yeah. like you like like the situation you just you just <clears throat> <coughs> <coughs> computers <coughs> don't have
6: egos. Right. Yeah. <laughs> computers <laughs> are going to follow the logic and it's all going to be straightforward simple logic.
2: Exactly. Uh we're going to go straight to Glenn. Glenn's calling us from Saint Lewis.
6: louis welcome to the wow. show me
1: Megan saint louis you louis said,
0: you said you weren't gonna say i'm
1: sorry <laughs> hey glenn
13: <laughs> good morning good morning um i haven't i haven't called in a while earl um i called a few times about six months ago and i want to thank you i think i already did but i think taking your advice i saved a lot of money great and i i recommend i recommended you to friends thank you um Number two, you and I have a couple things in common. We're both old goats mm-hmm. with pretty wives. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure why that works out, how that works out.
0: <laughs> Personality.
13: Uh, and I've missed I've missed a lot of your programs. I'm, I'm retired, and so I don't always get up that early on a Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. But recently, I got a new puppy, and he's two months old. So I have no problems getting up at six o'clock here in <laughs> St. Louis.
4: Um,
13: and just one thing, you were earlier. I was listening, and you were talking about, it, and it just hit me the the automatic dimming of headlights
4: mm-hmm.
13: for oncoming cars. Mm-hmm. My f- father had a '54 Chevy that would do that. Is that right? Wow. It I, it, and it was it was it was a dealer car or a salesman's car. And it was kind of a full dress car. I don't know how my old man ever afforded it, but it had a bubble on the on the dashboard,
4: mm-hmm.
13: the size of a cantaloupe. <laughs> what, I, I swear to God, all the way to the left, all the way to the left side of the dashboard, pointing out the windshield, and that's what would dim the headlights. Wow. Um, it it had, it had power windows, which. Um, Another thing you guys were talking about earlier is hooking up accessories. You know, hot or not. Well, the power windows were always hot,
4: mm-hmm.
13: and it was common for my father to come out to a dead battery when two of his sons were would be in the car rolling up and down the power windows in, <laughs> in the driveway. So that's all I've got. I just had a flashback. Yeah. <laughs> well, you <laughs> just you, those, you, know, you just gave you
1: just gave me a flashback. I, uh, nineteen fifty-seven. Uh, My father was a Pontiac dealer. uh, I was still in high school. And uh, the Pontiac came out with the first fuel-injected car, uh, Pontiac Bonneville. And they put some fancy gadgets on there. One of the gadgets they had in there, it was a convertible. They had a little plate on the the hood of the car up close to the windshield, and it was a, a sensor plate. So you could drive your convertible, park your convertible, uh, go into the restaurant to get uh, lunch, and if it started to rain, the raindrop would hit the sensor plate and raise the uh, convertible roof. Wow. Now, to this day, That's incredible. I think that would be a fabulous option on the car. Absolutely. 1957 Pontiac Bonneville fuel injection had something like that. And this thing, you're talking about the house on the uh, Deming lights on the 54 Chevrolet. It's amazing how far back great ideas existed, and today they – you know, uh, back then, it was probably too amazing for people to really understand. So, Glenn, wow. from one old goat to another old goat, thank you very much.
0: I found something cool that on goat. that. Earl, <laughs> Earl you keep up the, up the good work. Eye.
2: Thanks, Glenn. Glenn has a very distinctive voice. I recall him yeah. calling Absolutely. in the past. And uh, thank you so much for giving us a call from St. Louis, eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty and you can text us at 772-497-6530. We're going to go back over to Stu. Yeah,
0: we're cleaning up the text. And by the way, I Googled the self-dimming headlight on the 54 Chevy, and apparently they called it the Altronic Eye, A U T R O N I C I. Hmm.
1: Wow. Pretty so if cool. you can find the Bonneville, uh, Bonneville, fuel-injected Bonneville sensor plate for erasing the... Top.
0: I will check it out. I was I was Googling Bonnevilles the other, other day. I was mm-hmm. I remember the uh, Bonneville I stole um, when I was twelve years old. Your yeah. car. Well, this was the fir-
1: <laughs> this was the first. Oh, oh boy! This was Statue the first Bonneville. This. Truth comes uh, out. 1957 <laughs> was the first Bonneville, and then after that they used a the nameplate. But the first Bonneville was fuel injected. The first fuel injected
0: car was the period. Pontiac. Pretty cool. Yeah. Pontiac was ahead of its time back then. Yeah. Uh, okay, we have a question. This is. Uh, Anonymous question. Uh, I just heard you talk about light bulbs being LED now. I have noticed they are making them look like the older ones that look a lot like a light bulb without the tubular round look. So as long as they say they are LED. Um, so they don't have the tubular look correct. Did I hear you correctly?
6: Um, they can... they. LED is. I'm, I'm guessing that what they're asking is the shape of the headlight. I think I think he's so. talking
1: about uh, all LEDs, and I think he's talking about probably <laughs> uh, you. You can put a, screw an LED into the lamp that you have at home yes. that looks like an incandescent lamp, and I think that just make people make people feel more comfortable when the LEDs first came out. They had that squiggly thing, yeah, right. And right? People didn't like that, I guess, yeah. and yeah. so then they. They emulated the incandescent because people were used to buying those, yeah. and I think that's what he's talking
0: yeah, about. Yeah, the LED lights, they're very small, so a lot of times when you see them, there's a series of lights in a, in a row. So if yeah, you look right, down, and um, they don't look exactly like your traditional headlights. Um, they can actually make them a lot smaller, so you're going to see a lot more uh, kind of cooler, more futuristic looks on the headlights. But, um, but they're, they're bright. They're great. They're more efficient than uh, any other light bulb that we've ever used on a car before. They very are.
1: Cool. Okay, where are we
0: now? We got are we
1: caught up on text.
0: We're caught up on text, yeah. Comments, questions, and callers.
2: Okay, uh, we've got uh, nine twenty-six on the clock. We're going to be coming up and uh, discussing that well doozy of a mystery shopping report from Fort Lauderdale. That's Greco, Greco, Greco.
0: Mm. <laughs> Fort is
1: it
2: Lauderdale,
0: our old friends. Yes, <laughs> I did get one anonymous.
1: We strike again. And, uh, check. Uh, I'll read the anonymous that just came in. Uh, Hello world. We recently opened up the new lobby. No,
0: nope, that's from the dealership. Oh, dealership. Yeah, that's, oh, okay. a, that's an internal question. Oh, internal. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we have
1: anonymous uh, feedback from everybody, and uh, it's a lot of fun.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Remember, your an anonymousfeedback.com. We would love to hear from you, and you do remain anonymous. Your anonymousfeedback.com. Give us a call, toll free at eight seven seven. Nine six zero ninety nine sixty, and you can text us at seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero. Remember, we want you to be part of that Mystery Shopping Report. Let us know how you feel about it by grading that report.
1: Here's a little tidbit before I get into the Mystery Shopping Report. I've been bringing this to the radio show for three weeks, and I never got to it, so I'll just pick it up. <coughs> it's uh, from the ARP magazine. I, I get ARP. In fact, uh, everybody except Rick <gasps> in the studio gets no. ARP, and including Stu. <laughs> yep. You only have to be 13 to get ARP. I think That's right. I keep I lowering, was just gonna say. lowering the age. But uh, it, what it says here is, uh, ARP members who switch save 482 dollars when they switch from Geico. They save 571 dollars in insurance premium when they switch from Allstate, and they save sh- save 427 when they switched from State Farm. Now, that's a little bit misleading. I, I'm sure it's true, and I'm sure that the ARP insurance program is a good insurance program. But <clears throat> what the uh, advertisement really tells you is anybody that switches insurance companies is probably going to save money. Absolutely. Alan Napier, our collision repair expert, who comes on about once a month now, used to be on every week, uh, always reminded us that, Insurance companies, auto insurance companies, collision liability, will raise your premium a little bit every year. And the longer you stay with them, the more they sneak it up on you. Meanwhile, they could be actually lowering premiums uh, to their other clients. But their loyal clients, counterintuitively, are paying more money. Now, this is a, a dirty little secret for big insurance. Listen carefully. If you're loyal to your auto insurance company and you haven't changed your insurance, haven't shopped it, you're paying a lot of money, too much. And you can save three, four, five hundred, maybe a thousand dollars in annual premium if you just shop it and compare. Trust me. So, three of the largest insurers, Geico, Allstate, State Farm, if you have an insurance from one of those or another one, call these other ones. And what is my premium? Yeah. And you it, will save money.
2: And if Alan was sitting here, he would say, he would remind everybody, they are not your friends. No. That is not your friend. It's always best to check. And for the people that have been with a company, auto insurance, forever, what a big mistake. Huge mistake. So check that out. Go out there and shop your auto insurance. Very important. Remember I said earlier that you can vote on the Mystery Shopping Report uh, because we would love to have your <coughs> input. Uh, there's, uh, You know, we, we tease about the Mystery Shopping Report, and the truth be told, there's a whole lot of work that's put into it. And uh, Stu, the Mystery Shopper, uh, just everyone that's involved in this uh, ordeal, and we keep going further south for a whole lot of reasons, as Stu pointed out earlier so it's real important that we hear from you this morning for you to vote on the mystery shopping report from fort lauderdale and uh, we did tell you earlier i'll tell you again that's graco
1: before we go to the mystery shopping report we have another text
0: we do uh it is from Jean in tampa can i take my car to a dealer to find out what's in the black box i would like to know what my daughter did to my car she said she drove it normally and didn't abuse it it's running rough, and I don't believe her. Jean in uh, Tampa. Oh. Mm. Uh, oh. <laughs> Sorry. Don't the, uh, be laugh. The, the, dealer be the
1: dealer can't tell you what's in the black box. Oh, now, yes, we can. The dealer can only tell you if the manufacturer authorizes it.
6: Nope. There are now certain uh, operations of the car oh, yeah. that are available to yeah. us now, yeah. including uh, information on how the car has been driven. Now, this has only come out for about the last two to three model years, uh, last two to three are years you of cars.
1: For all cars or just Toyota? Uh,
6: well, I know Toyota for a fact, yeah. but I'm pretty certain a lot of the others are going to have this yeah. as well, where we can see vehicle operation history, such things as wide open throttle. Um, in other words, did they floor yeah. that pedal? Let me right jump down- in and
1: answer the question uh, before you. Continue. I bet uh, Stu. Knows, I th- excuse
2: me. I bet <coughs> Stu knows all about that. He has a house filled yeah, I, with teenagers. I, th- <laughs> I think.
1: <laughs> I think there are privacy issues here, and even if, in first place, I think that most manufacturers will not allow you access to that. Uh, Toyota is the exception for some of the information, yeah. but I'm sure there are still privacy issues, and I think that you can try to take it to your dealer, and I think the answer you will get is it's a matter of privacy that we cannot if, well,
0: if here's here, here's what i what i'm mean, sorry to interrupt i think that if there is a an issue a mechanical problem with their car yes. and you take it to a dealer um if it is a toyota i don't know if it is they don't specify and they hook it up to the computer and they see well this car was yeah. well, it's her car so yeah. um yeah, if there maybe they can say this was driven yeah. roughly i don't know who knows? We, I, we I can think, get certain uh, amounts of I'm information. I'm sure
1: it's a legal it. it's a legal privacy issue. and uh,
0: But if it's her own car?
1: If, if it's her own car, that's, then that's a different story. Okay. But I still think that there are things that the manufacturers restrict seeing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm glad that Toyota has become more transparent in that, but the fact that Most people aren't even aware of the black boxes in the cars, and they're not aware of what they do measure. Insurance companies are also putting black boxes in the cars with the consent of the owners. So I think the consent and knowledge of the owner is where the privacy comes in. And I don't think they're designed to find out if your teenage daughter is speeding. And I think (laughs) that's where you might find a problem. Through
2: through my own experience uh, with a Sequoia, I was told how that vehicle was driven, and it, right. I was told by the mechanic, and it was really abused. Okay. And that was the reason for the condition of it.
0: Yeah. Oh, Before we move on to the shopping report, Howard had asked about um, the battery charging packs, and, uh-huh. I, and I have a recommendation because I, I, I have a great one I got on Amazon, and it's the Anchor Power PowerCore 10,000. And you can get it on Amazon. Doc. It's about forty bucks, and it's great. And you can charge your phone faster than you can if you plug it into the outlet.
2: Anchor-core? Anchor. Anchor.
0: A n k e r Power Core Ten Thousand. Hmm. Great, great little tool. Great.
1: And the yeah. other thing I started to say when Howard was talking about that is, you can just have a little power charger in your car, which you automatically plug your phone into every time you get in the car. Hmm. I find my <coughs> phone charges faster on my car than it does in a wall outlet. Mm-hmm. So if you just get into the reflex action yeah. every time you drive anywhere, plug your phone in. That's what I did. Yeah.
6: I automatically do that because I've got the Apple CarPlay. Yeah me too. And when you plug in that way it connects up and I'm running the Apple CarPlay and charging my phone at the same time. Exactly.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, let's let's move on to the mystery shopping report. And uh, we have shopped uh, Greco forward Ford of Fort Lauderdale Am I pronouncing Greco right? Greco. I think it's Greco, Greco.
0: But I call it, I I say Greco.
1: Yeah, G R I E C O, Greco or Greco, Ford or Fort Lauderdale. Uh, we cast a wide net in our search for Takata cars all over the state of Florida. Actually, the current record holder for the longest distance mystery shop is Alan Turner Hyundai in Pensacola. That's a long way away. Agent X, I think, I had to go up there on personal business. Yeah. And then he volunteered as long as he was up there. Now, that's dedication. Mm-hmm. And he is dedicated. To a mystery shop in Pensacola.
0: 700 miles away. Mm.
1: This week, we didn't go quite that far We found <coughs> a used car with a defective to cut airbag, But it was still a good distance away from our studios here in Palm Beach Gardens. We located our target vehicle, a 2007 Cadillac Escalade at Greco Ford in Fort Lauderdale. Our mystery shopping team has investigated Greco dealerships about a half a dozen times over the years. Without getting into a whole lot of detail, uh, suffice it to say there are no Greco dealerships on our recommended car nope. list. Um, it's even worse now because Greco has attained more dealerships south. And the further south you go in Florida, the worse it gets. And I don't mean in terms of anything except car dealership morals. Yeah. Uh, ethics and uh, it's the wild west down uh, right. it's a wild west the car dealerships to the further the further you go uh martin county port st lucie uh, even orange county uh, maybe not orange orange is a bi- it's a big city thing yeah. i think the more dealers and the more congested they are the more the wild wild west exists so yeah. here we are all the way down in fort lauderdale um uh, Time and time again, they failed to get passing grades for it consistently using old-school high-pressure sales tactics and deceptive advertising. They've also failed even every Takata test. Think about that: four Takata tests, and they failed all of them. So we thought it would be best if we returned to Greco, gave them one more chance to do something right. The 2007 Escalate, Escalade, we found had a rare no-fix passenger side to cut airbags. Yeah, and it's getting we, pretty rare. Yeah. We used to see a lot of those. And literally, you have a, a car here, 2007, and that's a 7- or 8-year-old. That's a, good Lord, 10- or 11-year-old 11 11 car. 11-year-old car, yeah, at least. 10- right or 11-year-old car that can't be fixed. Uh, I mentioned Mary Barris, the CEO of General Motors, and we were, I, was, I was praising her. Uh, for being a great uh, CEO. But and I'll just address her kind of as a dramatic thing. I wish you were listening to this or someone knows her. Here's a Cadillac Escalade from your company that's been on the road for 11 years with a dangerous airbag that can explode and kill people. And Mary Barris, CEO of General Motors, how can you allow something like that to happen? And how can I accuse you of being responsible if we can find it, why can't you find it? You have access to all the computers, all the dealers. Uh, you have the NHTSA database. Yeah, a lot more money than we do. You got a lot more money. You can you could find every Cadillac Escalade, and at least notify the dealer that had it, the customer that was driving it. You should have found this before we did. Anyway.
2: In the position that she's in, yeah. most definitely I yeah. agree with you. I mean, my hat is off to her to be the first female, the first female CEO uh, in this global auto world. And she is in the op- the position of authority. Yeah.
1: So, here we got this uh, 2007 Escalade with a dangerous Takana airbag. That you can't fix. <coughs> can't fix it. And it it's advertised. And it's for sale. It's important to note that this SUV has spent all 11 years of its existence in the hot and humid climate of South Florida. I guess we got that off, off Car- Carfax. Yeah. So for the, for its 11 year history it didn't start out in Massachusetts it's been in Florida for 11 years. Basin. Heat, humidity, the worst possible things to cause this ammonium nitrate which is uh, the explosive accelerant uh, to degrade. And that's <clears throat> I- I'm amazed that Agent X got in this car and drove it. He volunteered. Making me feel guilty. <laughs> I mean, I'm the one sent him into combat. That is true. Something happened to Agent X. I would never forgive myself. Uh, we need to think about that in the future. Okay, here's a report. <clears throat> Been quite a while since I found it to con- speaking in the first person as if I were Agent
0: X. He could just refuse the test drives going forward.
13: Yeah.
1: Yeah. This could go hand-in-hand hand with, was it Rod's suggestion, uh, or Alan, one of our callers, said, confront, <coughs> confront the person. And maybe Agent X could have said, you know, after asking him multiple times, is this a safe car, and being assured that it was a safe car. Call him out. Get right up to the car and say, I'm um, not going to get in that car. And you know why? Because I'm a mystery shopper, and I will not risk my life. Why are you risking your customers' lives?
0: There you go. I think he could do that without revealing himself. What
2: what happens when you walk into a dealership, and you have this form, and you say, listen, I'd like you to sign this, telling me that this car Ah. is safe for me to drive? in putting it right in front of them.
0: Or just saying, yeah, put it in writing. you saying it's safe. I'm seeing an, uh, an airbag recall. Please put it in writing. I, there's no risk to my safety.
2: Give me the okay. Sign right here.
6: Very good. good. Great idea. Will, will that piece of paper stop the shrapnel from the inflator? He still no, has I'm to ho- refuse the test drive. <laughs> I'm hoping it
2: would plant a seed yeah. to the <laughs> person, and I use the term loosely. Uh, yeah. I, I can't say what he is yeah. on yeah. the air, yeah. uh, but that person mm-hmm. that's trying to sell that car
1: I, I have another thought. Agent X puts on a flak helmet and a Kevlar vest before he gets in. It he doesn't has a say full
0: anything. combat attire. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm here busy. to I'm here to <laughs> test
2: drive this car.
1: Now I laugh, love it. Now we're laughing about because hey, but, of me.
0: Yeah, but you got to get people need to get the visual that it is. I mean, that that would protect you, and that's probably the
6: only thing that would protect yeah. you. Uh, the visual, maybe not your face though. Maybe it would. Yeah. It does It's not going to cover everything. Yeah, you'd need a full bomb suit. I mean, it's yeah. Well, we
2: can't cover everything. Let's not get too uh, technical, uh, Rick. Thank you. Uh,
6: mm. Zero dark, <laughs> dark thirty. Uh.
2: <laughs> That's going to be my costume for Halloween. Anyway, I'm Major
1: Next. And I'm on my way down. I spoke with a woman in the Business Development Center, uh, BDC. All car dealers have them. Named Olive. Unusual name. Nice name. Uh, checked her computer for me that the 2007 Escalade was at the dealership. I asked her if the line price... Online,
0: I'm sorry. Typo, online price.
1: Online price. Yep. Uh, of 13787 was correct. She said yes. She told me to head right to the receptionist and ask for Leo. Another unusual name. Or at least I think it's... In, well, we got a Leo. Yeah. Traffic wasn't too bad. I made the trip in a little under an hour. I followed Ollie's instructions I arrived, asked the receptionist for Leo. Unfortunately, Leo wasn't available. The receptionist told me he was with the customer. So she called the manager. Um, he introduced himself as the floor manager. Didn't give his name. Uh, hello, I'm the floor manager. And he scanned the showroom, called out for Ed.
0: It always amazes me the number of people. people. <laughs> I'm counting right now. So yeah, I just. Olive, uh, Olive, Leo, Ed, okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm Olive. three.
1: I uh, am yeah. floor manager. Yeah. There's, a, there's a trend. In the auto retail business toward, they call it one person, one customer, where the customer stays with the same person through the entire process. And when you read these mystery shopping reports, you can understand the frustration that the typical car buyer has. They go from Olive to Ed, yeah. to the floor manager, to uh, uh, Leo. Leo got, uh, and you're just bouncing around and that's part well, of the...
0: Well, I mean, just imagine doing that with anything. You go to buy a phone in a, in a store and you spoke to 16 people before yeah. you could buy the you know, phone. Your you're going spinning. to buy some milk at Publix <laughs>
1: and you got the milk
0: manager. you talk to George.
2: Bringing in the <laughs> get
4: the
1: Ed came running over, and the floor manager left us. I told Ed about the car I'd seen online, and he offered to check to see if they still had it. I told Olive sure. that it was there, but he said he'd better check the keys. Uh, the computer's wrong a lot. He left to find the keys. I was feeling a little aggregated, fully expecting him to come back, tell me the vehicle was sold. A few minutes later, to my delight, I saw Ed walking toward me, keys in hand, smiling. We walked outside, found the big white Cadillac SUV, and the window sticker displayed a price of seventeen thousand two hundred eighty-nine dollars. That was a lot more than what the online price was. Made a little mental note. Ed popped the hood, the rear hatch, opened all the doors. We walked around the car, climbed around the interior. Ed uh, talked the whole time, like a typical salesman. I commented on things. Commented on things here and there telling him uh, what I thought was nice and what wasn't so nice. The car was in decent shape for his age. The biggest cosmetic issue was a badly cracked dashboard. Uh, The tire pressure sensor lights were still on. I pointed out the damaged dash. Now, remember, folks, this is an 11-year-old car. Asked about the tire pressure sensors, Ed said. Those stayed on because the vehicle had aftermarket wheels. That's a reasonable explanation. That will happen. I asked if they would fix the dashboard. He said he'd seen the same thing on a lot of Escalades. He speculated there might be a recall. There probably was a recall. Probably no longer a recall. Uh, And he said if there was, GM would fix it. Probably not, but maybe. All speculation. But something you commonly see on... A lot of cars, uh, just as a slight digression because I've got a little bit of time, uh, the dashboards failed on many, many cars. And the dashboard manufacturers, a little bit like the take out the airbag, except not dangerous. The dashboards cracked, faded, reflected, melted, and they were on cars all over the world. Uh, for a while, the manufacturers fixed them, and they stopped fixing them. And you will see older cars today with these bad dashboards just because, they built a lot of them. We went for a very brief test drive. had caution that the Escalade was low on fuel. Back at the dealership, Ed begin by trying to get me to finance with Greco, a.k.a. Greco. I played along for a while, going back and forth, listening to him tell me all about advantages, financing uh, through the dealership, and as I've told you before on the show, you make more money financing a car, car dealer, yes. too, than you do selling the car. The
0: advantage is to Greco. <laughs> yeah. <the>
1: Huge <laughs> advantage is to Greco. I finally stopped him by insisting <coughs> my credit was pretty bad. That'll stop him dead. And I was comfortable with my decision to go through my credit union. I asked about accidents and safety. Question number one. Ed showed me a Carfax report. He showed me the summary at the top of the report no accidents, nothing else on the report. <coughs> He said there were no safety issues and reminded me again, they wouldn't offer it for sale if there were. Affirmation number two, that this car is perfectly safe. Ed pivoted back to the deal, said he would ask his manager, Marcos, another name. Marcos might have been the floor manager, Mm -hmm. uh, to put the numbers together for him. He asked me if everything looked good. Would I be driving home today, a pre-close, trial close? I said I would if they looked really good. Wait a long time for Ed to return, 15 minutes. He had a buyer's order printed out for me. I was expecting to see the sticker price of 17289 but instead I was happily surprised they had the original online price, $13,987. I looked a little further down the buyer's order, and my happiness faded. Now, if you just tuned in to the True Oldies channel, we're shopping Greco mystery shopping, Greco. Ford of Fort Lauderdale, G-R-I-E-C-O, G-R-I-E-C-O, Ford of Fort Lauderdale. I'll little refer down the buyer's order in my habit fit. Here we go. Adding to the selling price, added to the selling price, was $199 for Zurich Shield, an exotic name for a totally worthless wax Mm. that they put on cars and charge you way too much money for. $199 for Zurich Shield. uh, $799 dealer fee. Do they actually call it a dealer fee? Let me look at this document here. Dealer fee has become generic. Uh, Um,
0: Yes, they call it it a dealer fee.
1: It's it's a rarity to call a dealer fee a dealer fee, but they did call the dealer fee the dealer fee. And then we had $132.95 electronic filing fee and a $79 private tag agency. All of that are all dealer fees. And if you add them all up with a Zurich shield, you're looking at $1,209.95 and added profit to the customer. Hidden, hidden added profit to the dealer, I should say, added cost to the customer.
0: It sure does look legitimate, though.
1: It does look legitimate. I objected to the Zurich shield and all three dealer fees. Ed said there wasn't anything he could do. He said Zurich shield was a special wax they put on in detail. He couldn't remove it. So we had to charge for it. Mm. <laughs> so let, me understand, <laughs> let me understand that
2: that's a permanent wax. Yeah. <laughs> of course, I, maybe I'm being it's facetious. Hard nobody. Hard nobody. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I asked how he could screw around with me like this. He wouldn't fix the broken dash or the pressure sensors and thought I would pay $200 for a coat of wax. I wasn't pleasant about it, and I got a little loud. Marco, the manager, must have heard because suddenly they're changing places in the desk with Ed. Uh, Just a little aside here, confrontation, one of the reasons that uh, mystery shoppers have a difficult time and why customers, real customers like you listening, have a difficult time. People don't like confrontation, Mm -hmm. and it's very rare that... A customer would do what Agent X does, confront them. But you'll see that confrontation does work. And Agent X confronted Marcos and Ed, and uh, here's what happened. Marco was slick, and he addressed each concern. I'm sorry. Marco acknowledged that that I was upset, asked what he could do to earn my business. I said I had a few big problems, the dashboard, the bogus add-ons, and the recall. I saw in the Airfax, on the Carfax report that no one else seems to think is a big deal. Marcos was slick and he addressed each concern. Real pro. He would remove the charge for the Zerg Shield. Bam! Confrontation worked. There goes the Zerg Shield for two hundred bucks. And he would let me enjoy the protection at no cost. There is no protection. Oh. He said he would pay for a dashboard mat to hide the ugly cracks. It's maybe a use fast a doormat, you know. Put okay. something his handkerchief. They, put it over. I
0: mean, they make them customized, yeah. but that's not. Yeah. Okay.
1: Finally, he said the airbag issue can be easily fixed and yeah. for free. Easily fixed for free at any Cadillac dealership. Now there is a blatant lie. Eventually, in the future, that might be true. Maybe true. be true. <laughs> May be true. Uh, so, there is a slick manager, a lying manager. Because it says right on the Carfax report, no fix available. I said I needed time to think about it and that I needed to go home. Marco seemed hurt and confused. He got all serious, said that Ed had assured him that we had a deal, that he had solutions for every issue I raised. He wanted to know what the problem was. I told him that taking off $199 and putting it on a carpet mat Putting a carpet mat on the dash didn't exactly address all my concerns. He wanted to know specifically what my other concerns were. I said I didn't want to play the game. Marco wanted to know what the game was and asked me to specify my objections to the deal. I said I didn't want to pay all the dealer fees and I wanted a real repair on the dash. I stood up and said I had to go. Marco said, "Okay," he said he would call me tomorrow personally. He would speak to Mr. Greco, or perhaps. Marco himself about taking off the fees and fixing the dash. I ran down my car. Actually, it was more of a walk. Last walk. Last walk. <laughs> now, <clears throat> this, uh, this car dealer and this closer has done an outstanding job in the eyes of most car dealers. The car dealers listening to this will be calling Marco because he is a great closer under the old system. He really knows how to work the customer. And most customers would have succumbed to what Marco did. I guarantee you that Grico Ford sells a lot of cars, and Marco sells a lot of cars. Absolutely. And that is the old school. You just saw a perfect personification of old school car selling.
2: There you
4: have it.
1: You also saw one of the worst Takato violations we've seen, especially in view of the fact that we've been doing this and hammering it on the air for so long. And here is a lie about bought a car that could explode in your face, kill you, maim you. And we were lied to, implied and told directly that this car could be fixed by another Cadillac dealer. Cadillac can't fix the car. There's no fix available. Pretty bad, folks. And I'm not going to prejudice this. This like I usually do in the mystery shopping report. We have some scores coming in. I see uh, Stu writing on the sheet over there. So we can start with our online scores, the Mystery Shopping Report. How do you rate Gritco Ford and Ford Lauderdale? How do you rate what happened here with the total picture of the purchase of this uh, 11-year-old Cadillac Escalade SQV? I,
0: <clears throat> well, they're coming in. I only have one, two, three, four, five so far. All Fs. All Fs. All Fs.
1: Everybody's failing it. And uh, what can I say? I guess we need to go around the... The room here and studio to start it out.
0: I'm going to give him an A. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, this is this was an easy one. Sometimes we uh, you know we, we attempt to balance the you know talk about grading, grading on the curve, but when it, when it's this blatant. It's, uh, there's no there's no other grade except for an F, I guess. Yes, absolutely. Yep, mm-hmm. Jeff Jeff chimed in on Facebook with an, a big fat F. Like okay, that.
2: I'm going to go ahead and score. I want to know why Olive and Leo and Ed and Marco are, are still employed. And uh, I'd like the doors to be closed at uh, Greco in Fort Lauderdale. And uh, that's it.
1: Well, they're not going to fire Marco because he's a great Marco sales makes manager. him a lot of money. He's a great sales manager, and any dealer down there would love to have Marco. He's a good closer, and uh, that's the sad state of affairs with
6: the way cars are sold today. Rick? Dropping the F-bomb. Yeah. <laughs> Careful, we're on the air. Yeah, <laughs> Touche.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, it's sad, and um, Stu mentioned this before, uh, and in the report I told how we were going further and further away uh, to... Uh, Find to kind of airbag violations. And part of the reason we do that is because the dealers in Palm Beach County, Martin and St. Lucie County that we regularly shop are aware of what we're doing. Fort Lauderdale the signal for 95.9 FM probably doesn't reach that far. So that's the reason I think things are a lot worse there.
2: Thank you so much. This is Earl Stewart on cars. We want to thank you for joining us right here at the Old East Channel. We'll be back next week. Have a wonderful weekend. Thank you.